0: Well, the SEC Big 12 Challenge is happening on Saturday with a ton of incredibly exciting individual matchups. We give you our projected winners for a fun day of college hoops right here on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Don't go away.
1: You are Locked On College Basketball, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: What is up? Welcome to the Locked On College Basketball Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Andy Patton, and today's episode of Locked On College Basketball is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. Make every moment more by visiting fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. Well, who better to join me to preview the SEC Big 12 Challenge than Chris Gordy and Josh Neighbors, the hosts of the Locked On SEC and Locked On Big 12 podcasts? And fellas, before we get into the individual matchups, I'd kind of like to hear, and we can start with you, Chris, kind of want to hear like
2: what you guys think about having this kind of event in the middle of the season. It's great. It's fun. You know, it's a, mm-hmm. it's kind of, I think most people look at it as a good measuring stick to kind of see where you are. I don't know if it mm-hmm. means a whole heck of a lot, um, mm-hmm. you know, in the grand scheme of things, but it's a good resume builder. I mean, look, if an mm-hmm. SEC team that's unranked is able to knock off a ranked, you mm-hmm. know, big team, that's a huge, you know, thing to put on your resume for come tournament time so um again it's a lot of fun but like let's be honest if the if the sec wins the majority of the games on saturday it doesn't mean the turn you know the the conference is going to get more than five maybe six bids tournament right. time so it's fun and then also you know this is going away i mean you know the yellow mm-hmm. L- the, the sec and the acc have already agreed that they're going to yeah. start a basketball challenge once texas and ou get to the sec so Enjoy it. It's fun, and yeah, there will be conference bragging rights. Albeit, like I said, it won't mean much to me. But people (laughs) are going to brag about it. Whoever wins,
0: no doubt. Josh, kind of similar sentiment from you there.
1: Yeah, the coaches, the coaches like the idea, and they don't like it though because it gets them out of that conference schedule rhythm. I will Mm -hmm. say though, for the NCAA tournament, like Mm -hmm. I just went through all the games in my head, you know, going through them a second ago. I mean, Missouri would love a win, West Virginia needs a win, Oklahoma needs a win, yeah. Mississippi State needs a win, uh, Florida could use a win on the road. Like, you think about the tournament implications, it's just layered all over it, which is fantastic. Mm. It's really, really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's it's a preview of potential down the line, you know, NCAA tournament matchups. Mm-hmm. It gets a lot of spotlight, too. And I will say, like, the SEC, I think they won it last year, I'm not sure but the previous year, but I know the last year that they won it. Mm-hmm. And I think the SEC caliber of talent, individual players and coaching and whatnot, like, that's about as good as you could ask for. You know, the yeah. ACC I don't think offers that this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the Pac-12 just definitely definitely does not offer that. No. The Big Ten, until they do something in the tournament, we have to understand it's it's a pretty overrated league. Mm-hmm. I think these two leagues, individual player for player, yeah. and also coach for coach, present the best matchups.
0: Absolutely. Well, let's let's talk about those matchups because we got we got a lot of really really fun games that are going to be happening here on Saturday. And we're going to start out the show talking about the two. Far and away, I think, in my opinion, at least the two most exciting games that are on the docket in the SEC Big 12 Challenge. We'll kind of close out the show talking about the rest of the game. Some of those teams, like Josh mentioned, that they really need a win in order to, to boost their resume and potentially get off the bubble and uh, into the field of 68 for the NCAA tournament. But we got to start with the game between the two winningest college basketball programs in NCAA history, the Kansas Jayhawks. Uh, heading to Kentucky to take on John Calipari and the Kentucky Wildcats. Uh, Kansas is trying to avoid their fourth straight loss. This has never happened under Coach Bill Self, but the Big 12 is the Big 12 this year, and then they took some tough losses against some really, really good teams. Uh, obviously still a fantastic program, but they're taking off, they're taking on a Kentucky team that has been – We'll, we'll say inconsistent. Let's use that word to describe this Kentucky team. There's a lot of other words we could use to describe this program right now. But uh, we'll start with you, Gordy. Uh, kind of what do you think about this matchup? And maybe if you want to offer a prediction on who you think is going to win this one.
2: Yeah, well, first off, my wife would tell you Kentucky is the greatest tradition in college basketball history. But uh, a tale of two teams, you know, heading in opposite directions as of late three-game losing streak, Kentucky's won four in a row. Uh, they've been a different team after that loss at home against South Carolina. Yeah. Oscar three boys been on fire, had some nice wins over Tennessee and a and The team chemistry seems to be gelling a little bit more as of late. They're shooting the ball better, uh, starting to knock down some threes. Casey Wallace, D.J. Frederick shooting better. Antonio Reeves has been nice off the bench. I think this is a, a game that Kentucky wins, and mm. I think they win big. Being at home at Rupp, I think this is one Kentucky runs away with just because they've been playing so much better as of late.
0: Uh, yeah, well, I, I think Kentucky beat won this game pretty handily last year, and Kansas responded by going ahead and winning the dang national championship. So perhaps a loss here for Bill Self. Maybe not the worst thing in the world. Josh, what do you think about this game? I'm, I'm the other way. I think KU wins. I Here's a big reason why. They played on Big Monday. So they've
1: mm-hmm. got the full week to prepare. Mm-hmm. I promise you they have that game from last year in their <laughs> minds. Yep. Uh, the one big advantage, obviously, though, inside is going to be Oscar Way It always yep. is. But like for, for Kansas, which is a pretty small team, That's a huge advantage. KJ Adams kind of plays the five for them. I I will say this though. These two teams have struggled with depth all year. It's funny. Gordy mentions the, the shooting contributions, Frederick and Reeves, a lot of those guys off the bench. It was a few weeks ago, Calipari said, we're going to play our starters as as we can. moving It's been those guys contributing and then, you know, severe wheeler kind of almost taking a step back. So interesting there. KU, DeWan Harris has been all out of sorts recently for the Jayhawks. He needs to play better. Joe Wilson, though, has been better on the road than he's been at home. On the road this year, averaging over 23 points a game in the five games. He's shooting above 40. It's like 46% from the floor, 35 from three, and then nearly 90% from the line. Uh, 23 and nearly nine rebounds so he's been a tremendous player and I actually think as good as Oscar is the most complete the best player on the floor is going to be Jalen Wilson mm-hmm. and he remembers what happened last year so I think Kansas goes in they kick that three-game losing streak on the road in a tough place to win but if South Carolina can do it Bill Self and the Jayhawks can definitely do it too
0: I'm, le- I'm with you Josh I'm leaning Kansas in this one I, I think I think Kentucky could definitely take it but I think Kansas is a better coached team. I think that they have the depth. I think that they have the talent. I think it's it's not going to be easy. It's never easy to go into Lexington and, and defeat the, the Wildcats, but I'm leaning Kansas. This in. is the
1: kind of this is the kind of game where like you you stand up and you show what, what you're what you're worth. I think
0: <laughs> absolutely. Uh, next game I want to talk about with you guys is the the other kind of big game here. Two top ten teams between uh, the Texas Longhorns going on the road to take on the Tennessee Volunteers. Uh, this is Tennessee's first ranked opponent they have played since they lost to Arizona. They obviously have one loss in between there when they lost to Kentucky and a really nice victory for the Wildcats. Tennessee has, has had a really, really good season. They had that really weird, bizarre, confusing loss to Colorado earlier in the year. Uh, but they're second in Ken Palm right now, the number one ranked defense in the entire country. Texas obviously has had a lot of stuff go on off the court uh, with Chris Beard and the domestic violence situation there. They have maintained a successful season on the court. However, uh, ninth in Ken Palm right now, top 15 offense, top 30 defense. I will start with you, Josh. Curious kind of how you think this game's going to play out.
1: Yeah, it's funny. Marcus Carr really has has taken that next step. Tyrese Mm -hmm. Hunter has not been as good as as we thought he was going to be. But this team, you know, it's so many guys who came to play Mm -hmm. for for Chris Beard. A lot of guys who stayed to play for Chris Beard. Tyrese Hunter came in to play Mm -hmm. for Chris Beard. Guys like Rodney Terry came to coach for Chris Beard. And so the fact that that's in the rearview mirror and they Mm -hmm. have been as good as they have been with just the two losses – in between uh, when they mm-hmm. lost Chris Beard. This is Rodney Terry's program right now. And these mm-hmm. guys believe in him and they're now doing their own, their own thing. You know, It's a mm-hmm. separate thing, what happened before. It's a better offensive team mm-hmm. than when they played Chris Beard. Oh, when they had Chris Beard, excuse me, as their head coach. It's a mm-hmm. worse defensive team. Yeah. And so I think it is strength versus strength. It's that Texas offense mm-hmm. against Tennessee's depth and that quality of their defense. Mm-hmm. I expect another close game like last year. I'll take the home team though. I'll go with Tennessee. Uh, just because they are going to be at home. But I think it's going to be a fantastic game. I expect a close one.
0: I'm also going to go with Tennessee in this one for similar reasons. I think it's strength on strength. I think Tennessee's defense gives them an advantage in this one. But I I do expect this to be a very, very close matchup. Gordy, what are your thoughts on this
2: one? Yeah, I like Rodney Terry and give him props to what what he's been able to do there at Texas. But it does feel like they're going to hit a stumble at some point, that it's going to come down to, you know, he is the interim coach, and um, you know we'll see how the team responds. But I, I'm with you guys. We'll make it a clean sweep for, for yeah. Tennessee. The Vols have been such a fun team to watch this year. 7-1 in conference play. They've won eight of their last nine. Being at home at Thompson Bowling Arena, I think they take care of business. Another team plays solid defense, man. they felt held mm-hmm. their last three opponents under 60 points. Sakai Ziegler is filling it up. Vescovy uh, slowed down a little bit these last few games, but still yeah. averaging over, over 12 points a game, shooting 40% on the year. I feel like most nights – they're beating their opponent on the boards, too, pulling down more rebounds. And Rick Barnes has done a nice job. And, uh, you know, revenge factor always for Rick Barnes playing got mm-hmm. the Vols winning at home.
0: Well, Kansas and Kentucky and Texas and Tennessee may be the headliners, but there are a lot of great games coming up in this challenge. Before we get our predictions out for the rest of the SEC Big 12 Challenge, I want to tell you guys all about today's sponsor, FanDuel. The NFL playoffs are here and we are so excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they are the number one sports book in America. That's right. FanDuel. And if you are new to FanDuel, that is even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. New customers join today to get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same game parlay. Maybe you like Kentucky's odds to take a victory over Kansas. Maybe you're like Gordy and Josh and I and you like Tennessee to win that game against Texas. Either way, you can bet comfortably on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So basketball fans, don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at fanduel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. All right, Gordy, Josh, SEC Big 12 Challenge Saturday, going to be an incredible slate of college ba- basketball matchups. We talked about the big games, the Kansas-Kentucky matchup and the Texas-Tennessee matchup. But there's a lot of other really good games to go through. I want to talk first here about the game between Arkansas and Baylor, and it, kind of two programs also sort of going in different directions. Arkansas has obviously dealt with some significant injuries. Uh, Nick Smith Jr. being out has really hampered that program. Baylor uh, started out big 12th play 0-3, but has now gone on a five-game winning streak. Uh, Both very, very good programs. 22nd in Ken Palm for Arkansas, 15th for Baylor. It's another kind of strength-on-strength matchup. Baylor has one of the best offenses in the entire country. Arkansas has one of the best defenses in the country. Game's going to be in Waco, Texas. Josh, curious if you think that gives Baylor an advantage in this one.
1: It does. The, the Farrell Center is a very good venue when they get it going. They had to get going against uh, Monday night, and I think they will here. This one's interesting, though, because I've got to watch a, a good bit of Arkansas this year. It's mm-hmm. a very athletic team, despite mm-hmm. the fact they lost Nick Smith and Trayvon Brazil, yep. who's Trayvon Brazil's our most, uh, most athletic yep. player. But they're still a very good athletic team. They guard the perimeter very, very well. Baylor, though, this is much like their championship team. The quality of guards, it's not Davion Mitchell, Jared Mm. Butler, Macy Oteague. It's Adam Flagler. It's LJ Cryer. It is uh, Keontae George, who is a Mm. tremendous talent if you've not watched him yet. So it's a little bit of the same. There is some difference in there. The big question is on on the glass. Is Arkansas going to clean the glass as Mm. well? Because Baylor killed KU with generating second-chance opportunities. 17 offensive rebounds. I think it was like 16 or 15, I think, uh, whatever, second chance points. Mm-hmm. So can you control the glass? Because this is not as dead-eye of a Baylor shooting. If, if Baylor shoots the ball well, it's over.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But if they don't, who cleans the glass better, I think, decides this game. I'd mm-hmm. give the edge to Baylor at home. But I think Arkansas, this team has fought, despite the fact they're missing Nick Smith and Trayvon Brazil.
0: Gordy, what are your thoughts on this one?
2: Yeah, Arkansas was, was really struggling these past couple weeks. They bounced mm-hmm. back, they won their last two, albeit it's against two of the worst teams in the SEC in, in LSU. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, losing Brazil really hurt. I, they're hoping to get Nick Smith back out there real soon. Yeah. Uh, they gotten pretty good play out of Ricky Council and Devo Davis. Um, you know, but to me, you know, you're sitting at three and five in SEC play. They really could use a confidence booster. Man, if they mm-hmm. could find a way to win this one, it'd yeah. be a big yeah. shot in the arm. But I think even a close loss. Might give them a little bit confidence moving forward. If you remember a little bit of a rematch from the Elite Eight two seasons ago, I'd like to see Arkansas tighten the belt defensively, Mm -hmm. but and they love to get out and run it on offense. So I think this is going to be a high-scoring one, but I could see Baylor pulling away late. And, uh, you know, again, maybe for Arkansas, they can use that as a confidence builder. I'm also going with Baylor
0: although I think this game is going to be awfully awfully close. If it was home if it was a home game for Arkansas, I think that might tip the scales for me because I think these are two fairly comparable teams even with the injuries for Arkansas. I think they got a chance to keep this one really close. Next game we got on the docket Florida at Kansas State a game that I think people might have expected Maybe wouldn't have expected that Florida would be the significant underdog, but of course the job that Jerome Tang has done at Kansas state this year has been one of the biggest stories. One of the best stories in all of college basketball, their story this season has been absolutely incredible. Uh, can Florida Todd Golden love Todd Golden a WCC guy as a Gonzaga fan I loved him at San Francisco we haven't quite seen things come together for the Gators just yet they're a very good defensive team which was kind of a hallmark for Golden when he was at San Francisco they are not a good offensive team that has been a significant struggle for them going up against a pretty solid defensive team uh, in Kansas State Gordy we'll start with you Uh, you think Florida can can head out to Kansas State and pick up a victory here
2: uh, no, I mean, it, it, look, Colin Castleton's playing really well as of late. He, he's led Florida in scoring the last handful of games. Um, they've had some nice wins recently against Mizzou and, and at mm-hmm. Mississippi State. They blew out South Carolina the other night, um, you know, sit at five and three in the conference. They they really need some more resume wins, I think, if they're going to get in the tournament. But Kansas State's just on another level for, than them. Mm-hmm. I don't see how they slow down uh, Johnson and Noel. They're just yeah. – TCU, I've, I've seen a couple times, and they, they're really, really good, and Florida's mm-hmm. – just not on that level, so we'll see. Maybe they can keep it close, but I, I got Kansas State winning this one.
0: Josh, similar similar sentiment from you. You think yeah Ford has a chance against these guards? No,
1: no. I mean Marquise Noel has, has been dynamite in the conference mm-hmm. uh this year. Here's the thing: it's like okay, Coston's great; it's great, but mm-hmm. they got Naquan Tomlin, and also they have to deal with Keontae Johnson. Yeah, and this is that's the other part of this game too. Keontae Johnson's going to go up against his former team. I'm sure mm-hmm. there's plenty of impetus right there, and also. You know, as good as Golden's been, Jerome Tang is just like an absolute machine Mm -hmm. in the Big 12 because he knows the league so well now he's going outside of it right here. Mm -hmm. But that team's got a lot of confidence. Mm -hmm. And uh, they went to Hilton Coliseum and gave Iowa State all they could handle. Iowa State has not lost at home yet this year. Mm -hmm. So I think that they're going to be dead set on getting a win. And I think they're going to be dead set on getting an impressive win at home against the Gators.
0: Florida, Florida just can't score enough for me. I, they're they're not a good enough offensive team to pull off a victory here. So yeah, I'm I'm with you guys, leaning with the Wildcats in this one. Next game here is Alabama at the Sooners at Oklahoma. Uh, this is a really really big opportunity for Oklahoma. They need they need a the kind of victory that po- brings you off the bubble. This is it. This is that opportunity. If you even at home, if you can pull off a victory against Nate Oates and the Crimson Tide, that is a monstrous victory. But of course, Alabama has been absolutely rolling. Uh, fantastic season. Brandon Miller has been one of the best, if not the best, freshman in the entire country. A uh, really, really fantastic player. It'll be kind of up to Oklahoma to figure out if there's any opportunity to stop him, stop Mark Sears, and kind of slow down this Crimson Tide team. Uh, start with you, Josh. You think? Oklahoma's got a chance here. Is this going to be another victory for Alabama? Uh,
1: Porter Mosier is going to need a Loyola against Illinois type coaching performance to win this game. That's what he's going to need because the talent gap is, Oh my God, Mm -hmm. is it there? And look, he might dial it up. I mean, this Oklahoma team, they can't score. They cannot Mm -hmm. score. and, I watched Alabama last week. I know Missouri didn't have Kobe Brown, but mm-hmm. the fact that, you know, that game was not pretty early and they just, they pulled away. That's a damn good basketball team. It mm-hmm. just are well coached. And Brandon Miller is, I don't know about the NBA. Like, I'm not really mm-hmm. sure what what mm-hmm. we think is going to happen there. Mm-hmm. The guy is already one of the best seven, five, mm-hmm. maybe even five college basketball players we have this year. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's, he's, he's pretty much bonafide in that group. And he's been playing what, 20 games in college. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they're they're tremendous i think that they win there's a chance we see there's like a 20 percent chance we see a, a vintage porter motor Mosier performance but mm-hmm. i don't think the horses are there for ou
0: gordy you feel similarly in this game
2: yeah uh batman a little bit of a wake-up call the other night against mississippi state uh mm-hmm. had to come back in that one but man uh, Nate Oates has just done a phenomenal job this season uh brandon miller you guys mentioned so fun to watch mm-hmm. uh you know he did have a couple of 30 point games there and he's Slowed down a little bit the last couple of games, so we'll see what's happening there. But Noah Clowney's played well for them. Javon Quinterly off the bench, just that season vet for them. Mark Sears a little bit uh, inconsistent shooting the ball lately, but man, they're just so good defensively. They play. It, wasn't play
1: Quinterly well. a five star? I mean, they, they got yeah. him coming. and he's been playing for what four? It's fifth year, I think. Yeah, he's yeah, coming he, off the bench. Like, it, come on now.
2: It's not fair. I mean, it's just a bevy of talent. They all play hard. They're all they're all coached well. Bama's just a complete deal, man. And when I look at that schedule down the stretch, you know, I think this is a nice test for them to go on the Mm -hmm. road, albeit it'll be a hostile environment. But Mm -hmm. I think they win big at Oklahoma, and I think Bama's really eyeing a one seed. And that's crazy because you think of the traditional powers, Gonzaga, North Carolina, and Duke. Mm -hmm. To say Alabama could be a one seed sounds nuts to me, but, man, if you watch them this year, they look like a one seed.
0: Without a doubt. Alabama looks like one of the best teams in all of college basketball. A road trip to Oklahoma its not easy. It's not going to be easy, but I do think Bama is going to take a victory in that one. Final game here in this segment, uh, TCU at Mississippi State. Uh, TCU again the Big 12 has just has it seems like every single time you look at the calendar, it's another great team, another great team, another great team. You don't get a lot of days off, and TCU has double-digit wins over Kansas, double-digit win over Kansas State very recently, a team that has really kind of come on. They started the year pretty rough. They had some injuries early, uh, have really kind of started rolling. A similar situation, really good defensive team, and, and frankly both of these teams are fantastic defensive teams. Ken Palm's adjusted defensive metrics have TCU as the 10th best team in the country Mississippi State's 11th. So these two teams are kind of right in there as defensive factors. Uh, TCU is a significantly better rated offensive team, which I think is probably going to be what this game comes down to. I'll start with you, Gordy. You think uh, Mississippi State can pull off a home victory here, or is TCU going to uh, – do they got a little too much horses?
2: Well – Mississippi State, great effort the other night against Bama. They mm-hmm. let us away, you know, lose by three, and now they've lost five in a row, eight of their last nine. I just wonder where's that level of, you know, we we got up for Bama and we gave it all we had. Can that can they have that kind of effort again? Uh, Tolu Smith's been solid for them, you know, thirteen points, eight boards a game, but they could really use some more bench scoring. And mm-hmm. I don't see where it's coming from. They just don't seem deep enough. I've seen TCU a couple times this year. They're really really good. Yeah. I think TCU wins. TCU is a hammer right now.
1: They're, mm-hmm. they're a hammer. Now, I will say Mississippi State, like this is kind of a last stand type game, right? I mm-hmm. mean, if you want to talk about, you know, hey, tournament potential, whatever it is, beating the number 11 team in the country in TCU would be a massive notch in the belt. And the number of college basketball games there are like, there's always kind of a chance to get it rolling. We'll mm-hmm. mention that with West Virginia here in a few minutes. But TCU is so athletic. Mm-hmm. They love to run. They encourage everybody shooting the basketball no matter where you are on the floor, even if you're a bad shooter. They want you to shoot open threes, and they've got tough shot makers with Damian Ball, mm-hmm. Mike Miles. Obviously, Emmanuel Miller is a massive human being in transition mm-hmm. to have to deal with. They, they've they got it kind of all working at this point right now, and I'm, I'm not sure if Eddie Lampkin's going to play. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, but they might not. They might not need them. Uh, Mm TCU is kind of firing all cylinders right now. And look, I think if if I had to pick a team that's most dangerous, if you just say, Josh, give me one big 12 team to be a final Mm -hmm. four team right now, I'd give you TCU. I give you TCU because of the the way they're built for March with the Mm -hmm. amount of scoring guards that they have and the fact they can run on you, get tough baskets, all that stuff.
0: Mike Miles and TCU, I'm taking them in this one too. I think they're going to keep rolling. They're going to pick up a nice victory on the road. We got four more games to preview and predict in this epic SEC Big 12 challenge on Saturday coming up right after this. All right, segment three here, still joined by Chris Gordy and Josh Neighbors of the Locked On SEC and Locked On Big 12 podcast. Of course, we are previewing the upcoming Saturday series between the SEC and the Big 12, the next game here. That we want to talk about is Auburn heading to Morgantown, West Virginia to take on Bob Huggins' squad. Uh, Auburn's really struggled on the road this year, and they recently suffered a tough loss to Texas A&M. Uh, meanwhile, West Virginia, while they are the unranked team in this matchup, Ken Palm favors them. They have a better offense than Auburn, a slightly better defense, but this doesn't look like a traditional, like, oh, this is an uh, an unranked team that might pull an upset over a ranked team. I'm not sure that that's the way that I'm looking at this matchup. Uh, Gory, I'll start with you. You think Auburn uh, you think auburn could go on the road and get a victory here
2: West Virginia is eight and three at home and two of those cl- were close losses to Baylor and Texas so they mm-hmm. play very well at home Auburn they just mm-hmm. had their first road bump in the season a home loss against am mm-hmm. Auburn's getting a really good play out of Johnny Burham Jalen Williams these last couple of weeks I still feel like Wendell Green could take a little you know next step take his game to the next level a little inconsistent against more physical guards been a little disappointed in Al Flanagan, too, this year, uh, mm-hmm. averaging points a game. That's a guy who averaged over 14 two seasons ago. But overall, Auburn plays really good defense. They held LSU under 50 points, you know, just a week mm-hmm. ago. I expect Auburn bounces back um, I, from that A&M loss the other night. I think they'll be the aggressor Saturday morning. I think they win against West Virginia on the road.
0: Neighbors, you think uh you think West Virginia is going to pull this one out or you think Auburn's going to come yeah. down and get a victory? If,
1: if you look at the quality of play from West Virginia recently, that, that's that's really where this matters. And also like situ- this is one of those games where if, if West Virginia wins, they are for sure on the right side of the bubble in my mm-hmm. opinion. I mean they they just get the win at Texas Tech last night. They have another opportunity right here. They collected a win against uh TCU last week. Like mm-hmm. this is a chance to rack up three pretty decent wins in the last two calendar weeks. And so those are the stretches of time where you have to take advantage. Mm-hmm. I think West Virginia does right here. They keep that good kind of juju going. And look, the shot selection for Auburn, I, and I'm at a good deal to do with that, but the shot mm-hmm. selection has to be better for yep. them. If they want to win. They were not generating clean, good looks last night. Gordy's right. Flanagan's not been great. Uh, I'm not sure they do that. Sleepy environment, so you want to jump early. Mm-hmm. You know, at noon, but I think West Virginia, the team knows the importance of this game. I think they hold serve at home and and get a pretty important win.
0: I'll break the tie here and go against the SEC again. I'm taking uh, Huggy and West Virginia at home on this one. I think it's going to be a close game. I think Auburn absolutely has the horses to win this one, but uh, they're going to defend their home court, I think, and they're going to pull out a victory there. Next game here, Iowa State at Missouri. Uh, Iowa State, again, the Big 12 has just had a murderer's row of opponents they've had to face. And Iowa State has wins over Baylor. They have wins over TCU. They have a win over Kansas State. Like, all those wins in the last couple of weeks, this is a team that has been absolutely rolling lately. And, again, this is kind of another matchup of – uh mizzou's got a top 10 offense in the country iowa state's got a top 10 defense in the country that's kind of what this matchup's going to boil down to uh start with you neighbors you think uh you think iowa state's going to be able to pull this one out uh or go on the road and win here they could they beat ou on the road by three they beat mm-hmm. tcu on the road by two
1: they lost to kansas by two on the road and they lost to oklahoma state in the road by two mm-hmm. so the way they play with the lack of, lack of not pace, the lack of pace with mm-hmm. which they play, this is going to be about pace. I mean, Missouri wants to wants to run that ball up and down a the court. Uh, they'll give you open threes. Iowa State hits a lot of them, but Missouri need Missouri. This is one of those games where you can firmly put yourself in front of the bubble on the right side. And Also, I think they're going to have everybody. We'll see. Trey Gomillion missed last game. Kobe Brown ba- came back the game before. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, they lost uh, Noah Carter the game before that. So hopefully, for a Missouri fan. The Tigers have all their guys back, and mm-hmm. a win here would kind of put them on the right side of the bubble and say, "All right, we're now talking about how high of a seed can Missouri get? Mm-hmm. You know, six, five, mm-hmm. maybe even four if you start playing your tails off." As mm-hmm. opposed to, "All right, we're kind of right back to the bubble conversation because the win against Ole Miss, it's fine, it's good, but not good enough. They need one more, and, and they've got a lot of good teams at home this year. They failed against Alabama, they failed against uh, against Kansas, mm-hmm. they beat." Hucky. They beat Arkansas. They need this one here against Iowa State, so I
0: think the Tigers win. Taking the Tigers, all right, Gordy, You you taken the SEC team? Homer here as well. pick though.
1: Huh? This is
0: the one SEC Homer pick I get as a Missouri Tiger.
2: Yeah, you know, it's not just that weird crossover Mizzou guy that was Big Twelve, but but now they're in the SEC and it's awkward for everybody. But uh, Mizzou's been frisky, man. They fifteen yeah. five overall, but just four and four in SEC play. Kobe Brown's been mm-hmm. one of my favorite players to watch, you know, all season. Uh, mm-hmm. They do some nice wins, like you mentioned, the win over Kentucky, the win over Illinois. Just beat Arkansas a week ago, but you know, to me, Dennis Gates is building something there. Like they're going to be really good down the road. Um, Hodge and Mosley have shot well, but I think this one's going to be tough. Uh, Iowa State's very good. I I think Mm -hmm. Iowa State wins this one, but uh, watch Mizzou. You know, maybe they make a run late in the year, but if not, this is a program to watch for the the Mm -hmm. foreseeable future. I think uh, I think Dennis Gates is a really, really good coach.
0: Yeah, I got a lot of optimism about Mizzou as well. However, I think this Iowa State team is just absolutely rolling right now. It's going to be a tough environment to win on the road, but I think that the Cyclones are going to pull this one out and continue their kind of ascension towards the top of the Big 12 standings. Next game here is kind of a game. It's almost like the <laughs> it's a game between teams that are combined 1-15 and 15 in league play. Let's put it that way. It's Texas Tech at LSU, LSU 1-7 and 7 in the SEC, Texas Tech, Oh, and eight really rough years for these two programs. Uh, and you can kind of see it in the Ken Palm numbers, just both teams struggling significantly on offense. LSU's not even, they're 175th in adjusted offense at Ken Palm. Texas Tech barely inside the top 100. A pretty tough matchup between these two teams. Uh, Gordy, I'll start with you. Uh, you think LSU can, can hold defend their home court and get a victory here?
2: Yeah, this is a game of who sucks less, <laughs> and both teams have stunk, but LSU, mm-hmm. they've lost seven in a row, mm-hmm. they have no guard play, uh, I saw LSU in person a couple weeks ago, um, they, Matt Matt McMahon's just really been handed a tough, a tough deal, there are taking mm-hmm. away, the the cupboard was bare, uh, maybe the one benefit they have, like I said, Texas Tech isn't very good either, maybe Adam mm-hmm. Miller can get it going offensively, start to knock down some threes, and Maybe a slight edge for LSU playing at home in the PMAC, but I don't feel very good about it.
0: Neighbors, you think uh, you think Tech can get their first win? Uh, I guess it wouldn't be a league win, but their first win in a long time. It'd be ironic if they, if they got this win, though, because they, they, yeah.
1: they can't win in the conference because they just lost West Virginia. I'll go, mm-hmm. uh, no, they will not. I have to roll, so I'll give my pick for the last game, too. Oklahoma mm-hmm. State, at home, Galgari River Arena. Uh, they're still kind of near the bubble-ish, so like mm-hmm. – this is kind of when they have to have, just to it won't push them anywhere, but just to stay on that bubble firmly. So it was a lot of fun, boys. I appreciate it. We'll see if the Big Twelve can get the can, can finally win the challenge because we won the NAS championships. Mm-hmm. This is the last, you know, you know, jewel in the crown that we have to win. So,
0: Josh, thanks for it. joining us. Appreciate it. I am also going with LSU here. I think they're going to break the seven-game losing streak. I think they're going to get a victory against Texas Tech. Uh, Texas Tech is kind of in turmoil right now. They've had a lot of issues with some some transfers coming in who haven't stepped up. Obviously, the AMAC situation has kind of been a confusing one, but uh, I think I'm leaning with uh, with the Tigers of LSU. And yeah, neighbors kind of mentioned the last game here, Ole Miss at Oklahoma State, Uh, Oklahoma State's eight and two at home. They have played really, really well on their home court Uh, A team that kind of struggles. It's two teams that aren't particularly good on the offensive end of the floor of the difference. Oklahoma State, an elite defensive team. Uh, I think that they're going to keep winning and I think they're going to do it here. Uh, But Gordy, I'm curious if you think Ole Miss can can head on the road and get a victory here.
2: Yeah, I, I don't think so, man. The Ole Miss just one and seven in, in SEC play, nine eleven overall. Uh, Matthew Morell is averaging fifteen a game. He's been nice. Deshaun Ruffin's a solid player, but this is the bad Ole Miss team. I mean, they, yeah. there's a lot they do wrong, mm-hmm. uh, stuff that they don't do well. I think Kermit Davis could be dead man walking. I don't know. You know, will mm-hmm. it get it bad that they fire him at the end of this sure. year? But. Uh, yeah, Oki State's not great, but going on the road, I think they win. at. I think Okie State wins at home. I think Ole Miss loses.
0: Well, I want to thank both Gordy and Josh for coming on the show. It's fantastic to, to have an opportunity to talk to two people who are very, very plugged into these conferences as we look towards what's going to be a really, really fun game of basketball on Saturday. Chris, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show. Absolutely. Well, that is going to do it for us today and for this week. Enjoy the epic slate of games on Saturday. Don't miss next week's recaps and more right here on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. It is available wherever you get podcasts. It is also available on YouTube. So go hit that subscribe button. Until next time, peace out.